0: This morning, um, just before I share a very short word, um, just a reminder that this Saturday we have a church walk at half past ten at Air College Camp, Car Park, uh, or if you just like eating, uh, you can join us for lunch at half past twelve, but I encourage you to come along, they're always good fun and it's a good chance to walk off um, some of the weight I'm sure we'll all gain over the next 24 hours or so um, this morning, but I, I love... Christmas, I love this time of year, it is my favourite time of year, I love everything about it, I love the singing, I love the carols singing, I love the cheesy Christmas songs, I love the carols, I love coming to church, I love follow the star, I love nativities, I love Christmas movies. Last night, for the first time ever, I watched the movie Elf from start to finish, I'm sure I'd seen it, but what a great movie, some of the scenes were a bit too gross for me, but it's such a great movie, it's so funny, it was brilliant. And apart from Jesus, because really he's the reason we celebrate Christmas, he's my favorite part of Christmas, I love giving gifts. I love it more so than receiving gifts. I love getting to give people gifts. And this morning I had the honor of um, being around at uh, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law's house and we had Christina and Jordan. And Christina, when she opens gifts, it's just hilarious. Like, it's amazing! <laughs> and she's just so excited about everything she gets and um, If you've not heard Pastor Willie's story, I'll let him tell you. You're going to speak to him about um, We Archie because it was quite hilarious. Because when you give someone gifts and you see their face in excitement, it's just amazing. I love this season and I love giving gifts. I even love the process of finding gifts. I love the process of, well, I say I love it. Some parts I don't love so much. But when you look for gifts and then when you find a gift and you're just like, that is so for that person. And it's just like, oh, that is the best feeling and then wrapping it. You can tell if I wrapped your present because it's like trying to break into fort knots because there's more tape than there is wrapping paper. Um, But I feel like it just adds to the sentimental feeling of, I wrapped this for you. I love everything about it, but this is my 27th Christmas. I know I don't look old enough. um, But I've learned that you don't always get what you want. Sometimes you don't even like what you get. And sometimes people mix up presents, have you ever had that, where you've either been the one who gave someone the wrong present, because it was meant to go to that person, but you've sent it there and then got it mixed up, or you've received a present and you know fine well that this wasn't meant to be for you. Um, But then sometimes you get gifts that you need, and there's nothing better than when you get a gift that you know that you actually need it. And as I read this morning, I want to pick out some short things that can hopefully encourage us not just today, but even for 2020 and for I want to read a short verses from Luke chapter 2, verses 1 to 7. It should come up on the screen. Thank you, Caitlin. There we go. Perfect. And it says, at that time, the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria. All returned to their ancestral towns to register for the census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary to whom he was engaged, who was now expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. And we'll stop there. I love when I read the Bible and I try and picture the scene. I've never, obviously, I'm a man, so I cannot become pregnant. But my wife has not been pregnant, so I don't know what it's like. But I'd imagine there's nothing worse than having to travel when you're literally at the point where you're about to give birth. But that's what had to happen here. This was not what Mary and Joseph needed at Christmas time. It was the last thing that they needed. But it's exact, no, it was the last thing they wanted, sorry. But it was exactly what they needed. You see, God had to find a way to get Mary and Joseph to Bethlehem because Jesus had to be born in Bethlehem because it had been prophesied and foretold that that's where the Son of God had to be born. Because if Jesus wasn't born in Bethlehem, then he couldn't have been the Son of God, in which case he couldn't have been everything that they needed him to be. And I was thinking about that this Christmas, that really in life sometimes we might find ourselves in situations that we don't really want to be in. But what I've found is that God sometimes places us in places we don't necessarily want us to be, because that's where he needs us to be. God has a a good habit, I guess, of putting us exactly where he needs us to be. Heather and I have learned that over the last 18 months or so, that Heather and I took a leap of faith when I quit my full-time job at Santander Bank to pursue God's call over my life which I'll be honest with you, financially wasn't really what we wanted because it meant a reducing pay. But guess what? We've done what God what needed us to do. Because, because of that, God's been able to open doors for us and ministry into the local schools and things like that that could never happen before. And God's always provided. Because that's the thing. God might put you in a place where you don't want to necessarily be, but he's got you there where he needs you to be. And when you do that, you'll find that actually he always provides Because when we obey God, he always backs himself up. So you might find yourself in a situation in life, a position in work, or anywhere. It's all different for all of us. That you don't necessarily want to be here. This isn't really ideal. It's not really what you wanted at all. But I want to encourage you that God's maybe got you there because he needs you to be there. And if we can just rest in his process and obey him, what we'll find is that he'll do something in our lives and through us that could blow our mind. Because sometimes we don't always get what we want as a present, but sometimes we get what we need. And at Christmas time, God gave the best gift that he could possibly give, but it wasn't quite what everyone was expecting. Because have you ever had a gift that you weren't quite expecting? My dad does this thing with my mum every year, where he tries to lower the expectations for Christmas all the time. Like, oh, you might hate it this year. And now I've started doing it her to try and lower expectations so that if I can get expectations really low then you'll know that they love it because it'll be better than they expect because you don't always get what you expected and the thing is at this time everyone expected this messiah people were waiting for this messiah this person who was going to come and save them but they thought he was going to come and save them from the roman empire they were expecting this big hero like the kings of old. They were expecting someone like King David who would go into battle and lead them and they would wipe out the Romans. And then the Israelites or God's people would be pretty much, they would be the Roman Empire who would go and conquer all the lands. Because this gift of Jesus wasn't quite what everyone was expecting. And as he grew up, as this baby got older, he didn't really say the things that they wanted him to hear. He didn't look the way that they thought he was going to, Look, he wasn't what they expected. But they didn't really understand that Jesus didn't come to defeat a Roman empire or build an earthly kingdom. But actually God in his grace sent Jesus to defeat things that were much more powerful than anything on earth. He came to defeat fear and defeat death and he actually came to bring life. He came to bring an end to pain, end to death, end to fear and an end to evil. And he came to build something that was going to last longer than any government could or any empire could. He came to include us all in a heavenly kingdom that goes beyond this world and into the next one. And because people didn't really like that gift, they just decided they were going to discard it. And they tried to criticize him, they tried to bring him down, but it didn't work. Because Jesus wasn't really from this world. And the gift of life, and not just life on earth, but a life that never ends... It's the gift that keeps on giving. That when we're dead and gone, it'll still be the gift that goes on long after I've been dead and gone. But we have a responsibility as people who have this gift to go and share that gift with as many people as we can. We can't afford to keep this gift ourselves and we can't afford to discard it to safe because God doesn't always give us what we expect, but he gives us exactly what we need. And what I notice about this story is that God doesn't make us use the gift either. He gives us the choice with what we do with our gift. If I'd continue to read in the Christmas story, as many of us probably know, there's probably th- I've noticed three different responses to Jesus in the story, and I think that if we look at the world we live in today, these are the same three responses that people have. The first response, we can be like King Herod. We can hate the entire concept of Jesus, because we can feel like Jesus being Lord and King, threatens me. It threatens my pride because it means that someone else has to be number one and not me. So King Herod's response was, I'm going to kill Jesus. I'm going to kill him. And there's so many you could argue, and I'm not trying to make any statements, but there's so many people in the world who just hate the whole concept of Jesus, and they'll do anything they can to kill this name. But the reality is that from the beginning of time, that's always been The enemy's plan, but it's never worked and it never will work because he defeated death. But we can have the response of, I actually just hate this concept of Jesus so much that I'll do everything I can to kill it. The second response is, and I heard this kind of last night at a Chris Dingo service at Uncle Church, was we could be like the innkeeper. People could be like the innkeeper where they kind of know of Jesus, but they don't have any room to let him in to their life. So they don't hate him per se, but they just... They don't discard it. They just kind of, oh, that's the gift that's kind of, I'll just sit on the shelf. I won't throw it away, but I'll just sit it there. He had Jesus. Oh, I wonder if the innkeeper knew who Jesus, who this baby was, would he have found room for him? I guarantee you probably would have. And then the final response is we can be like shepherds or wise men. And we could come to this baby, this child, this Jesus, and we can just worship him. And we can let him enter into our hearts. Because when we do that and we come to this stable, this manger scene, and we just worship Jesus and we let him into our hearts, we can't do anything other than go and tell it in the mountains and play field talking. Because when Jesus is in our hearts, we can't do anything but just scream it from the mountains, over the hills and everywhere we go to say, Jesus Christ is born. And this morning, I guess, I just want to pose a question is that what's our response going to be? Because sometimes God doesn't always give us what we want him to give us, but he'll put us in places where he needs us to be so that he can give us what we need. Sometimes God doesn't do what we expect him to do, but he's always doing something greater than what we could ever imagine. And then finally, how are we going to respond to Jesus? Because God can't make us respond. He can just point us towards this child Jesus who's the savior of the world. Because none of us are perfect. We've all messed up. And God knew that, and that's why he gave his son. If we needed a, a judge, he'd have sent a judge, but he didn't He sent a savior. Because he wants to save us. And only Jesus can do it. We can't do it ourselves. So we have a choice. We can either hate the name of Jesus and do everything we can to tear it down. We can do nothing. We can just not make room and leave him on a shelf. Or we can let him enter our hearts, and we can come and we can worship him. And we can go and tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is still Lord. Jesus Christ is still King and he always will be. Long after all of us are gone. And so I just want to pray this morning and then I'm sure we could sing again. It's always good to sing. Um, but I pose that question today this morning because it's up to you what you're going to do with it. Father God, I thank you for Christmas. I thank you for this special time of year and I thank you for all the joy that it brings in. But I pray, Father God, that we'll never lose sight of today or the future, that it's all about Jesus. That Jesus is the center of everything. He is is the reason for this day and every other day. God, I pray that we respond in a way that allows Jesus to enter into our hearts, that we can come and worship him, and that we can go and tell everyone that we meet, Father God, that Jesus is king. Father, I thank you, and may you bless us and protect us. Father God, keep us safe at this time of year, Father God, and go before us. In Jesus' name, amen.